0: Hey guys, this is your host, Odinaka, and you are now listening to Section OD. So, welcome back to the podcast again, guys. I'm just going to go ahead and jump right into it. So, I don't know about y'all, but this Black History Month was not Black History Month thing. Like, I don't know what was going on at the diversity and inclusion department to a lot of these brands, but it was not given child. So short disclaimer, this episode is going to be a little bit more free formed than usual. You guys know, I usually like giving you guys topics and things to talk about, but I thought it'd be cool to kind of wrap up this month and just some things I noticed, especially in the spaces that I'm in and things that I just, you know, like to get into. But yeah, like this month just wasn't doing it for me. I don't know if any of my you know black listeners are hearing this and paid attention as well but it just wasn't there it kind of felt like a lot of these brands just really didn't care for the month they didn't care to at least you know fake the funk for the month you know like usually we see the you know the the fake allyship and you know the fake all the propagandas that they have to show forth but it really it really wasn't there and i know some of you guys are like okay is that a good thing is that a bad thing and to be honest with you, I can't even tell. Like, I don't know <laughs> if you know, Brand's not even putting more effort into this month. You know, truly matters or not. I think if anything, it kind of shows what the direction of this country is going to. And honestly, it just feels like another reminder as to you know why this country really just not doesn't really care to support or really truly uplift Black people. But as Black people, we really already know this. But it's just like, damn, y'all couldn't at least done something like a couple donations, something, child, like shows a glimpse of care. Like nothing really felt like it was done, you know. But anyways, I want to take the time to actually discuss some things, both good and bad, that I noticed this month, and just kind of give you guys my viewpoint on it. So the first has to be the battle of the Vogue covers. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, American Vogue decided to publish uh, Kim Kardashian for their February issue. Or is it their, I think, sorry, it might be their March issue that they debuted in February. I think that's correct. So, just to be correct, it was the March cover that was debuted in February. And like I said a few seconds ago, Kim Kardashian was on the cover. Now, what happened over at British Vogue was they were able to have Naomi do her kind of like a baby reveal um, issue for British Vogue. And it was just really telling, mostly on the American Vogue aspect. We just literally lost a legend, an icon, Andre Leon Talley. And I just, not even just me, but a lot of people that I saw in the fashion world agreed that it would have been the perfect time to highlight, you know, uh, Andre's legacy at Vogue and what he's done for Vogue. And it was just really sad. And and yes, I do understand the whole aspect of, you know, publications are done, you know, months in advance, but at the same time, this is not Kim's first run at Vogue or having a cover at Vogue and that very much could have been on, on hold. And they also had enough time to, you know, run a memoir in his honor i watched uh, andre's documentary sadly after his passing and he discussed about how he never really dove into conversations about racism that you know he faced at work or just you know in the fashion world he touched base on it in the documentary about how like you know he would get the most obscene comments towards him because He's a very tall, black, queer man, and a lot of people made a lot of assumptions about him as to how he got into these spaces, you know, how he became so, you know, he he built a status for himself and was able to be acclaimed and be associated with so many great people in the fashion world and even give them, you know, platforms. And it's just really sad that Vogue decided to take that route of giving Kim a cover that very much like I said earlier, could have been put on hold. And, you know, he just is, and he also discussed in the documentary how he kind of had, you know, some resentments about not really discussing race, you know, when it came to his work. And he said in the documentary that he wished he would have discussed them more. And that would have been the, the perfect time for Vogue to, you know, honor him in that manner. By you know giving him his graces and his flowers, even in his latest times, and we can discuss all the wrong that's kind of happened to the people he worked with and how he was done in the industry. But it's just kind of sad to see such a huge publication, you know, not honor him in all the things that he's done. Now, where American Vogue lacked, British Vogue was able to come and swoop in and save the month for in in a sense and they were able to get the cover for Naomi and, you know, her new baby that she just kind of shared to the world. I think the baby's coming up to be like a year old, but the fact that she was able to comfortably like embrace, you know, motherhood in that way was just beautiful to see. I've kind of discussed this, I think, in earlier podcasts. Um, Just seeing, you know, not even just Naomi, even, you know, Rihanna, you know, with her new pregnancy and just seeing Women who are well into their thirties forties, fifties, um starting to have children is so beautiful because I know especially as a black woman, we do have a lot of infertility issues, a lot of um sexual uh reproductive issues, and to see women who are who aren't feeling pressured to have children so early in life and you know kind of waiting to have children when they're ready is so beautiful and I love that we're in in times where we're able to embrace that a lot more because I think that's going to build really good foundations for more, more healthier households, more healthier family dynamics, and just being able to show up and fully be present in a child's life. And we really just have to give it up to Edward Anyful Obey. I'm probably butchering his name and it's just really sad because I'm African as well, and people butcher my name all the time, but Edward has just been doing the damn thing at British Vogue, and really just giving us the representation we've been looking for in such a huge publication, and I really do hope we end up seeing that representation from, you know, American Vogue consistently, as we are seeing it in British Vogue. Uh, I'm starting to notice a lot more Black editors working at Vogue, so change is soon to come it's just they need to catch up mustards like <laughs> like it's it's getting old at this point what's going on in vogue and i think people are starting to pay attention and notice more so i just want to take the time to give my flowers publicly to steve harvey stylist ellie coromo hopefully i'm pronouncing his name correctly as well but he's just been doing the goddamn thing and i want to say sometime i want to say over like the fall when you know, people were starting to pick up on Steve Harvey's style. Um, I came to discover that he's been styling him for, I think, maybe up to five or more years. And the fact that his elevation has been just so, it's just been such a good transition. Like, it hasn't been nothing drastic. Like, we didn't see him going from wearing, like, you know, baggy shirts to being extremely suited up. Like, Steve Harvey has always been kind of a man that's been... To the trend, in a sense, like he's always like when it came to like his early two thousands looks like of course he followed the baggy suit trend that was what it was at the time, but it's just really really cool and just like really refreshing to see a black man being dressed to his magnitude now let me be let me clarify and say that um it's really just great to see a straight black man to be dressed in that magnitude because the girls that get it get it like most gay and queer men know how to serve like that's not even in question but most straight men let's be honest they don't know how to dress and that really just has to do with a lot of men's hyper masculinity and what they're afraid to be seen in but it's great to see that a lot of men are not afraid to play in certain colors certain silhouettes certain fabrics to that magnitude, but he's just his style has just been killing it. Like y'all, like did y'all see that Paper Magazine issue? Like uh, I actually gagged. Like I was like, oh my god! And he was being styled and custom Dior, child. I was, I was eating it up. I don't know, y'all. It was kiffing. like I was actually shook because I've seen, you know, when the hype started building up, I was like, damn, he can. His style has really got him trusting, child. But to see him now being able to play in so much color, so much, you know, so much fabric. Like, it's just, you know, it's y'all. If you haven't seen it, please take the time to go and view um, Steve Harvey's uh, paper magazine issue or just go to his uh, stylist page. He does go by uh, Eli 30 on Instagram and see all of his like work that he's done for Steve Harvey. Like it's phenomenal literally phenomenal and i hope he gets all his accolades and all his flowers so that's why i had to take the time to you know kind of give him that on this platform because he's just doing the damn thing so at the beginning of the month tiktok decided to host a zoom call like a private one with a lot of like really big uh tiktok influencers mostly black and Nicki minaj was the special guest that they were able to have a discussion with etc And um, something happened in regards to that where they basically decided to host not only Black creators, but also non-Black creators. And in a sense, the Zoom call was kind of a form of silencing a lot of the creators because a lot of them weren't able to, you know, ask questions or even kind of have chats with Nikki on the call. And um, they also expressed on TikTok that they just felt like this wasn't really for Black creators. It was just kind of Um, a way of kind of trying to honor black creators but not really they did a poor job at it and the reason why I wanted to talk about it on here is because me as a small creator myself seeing stuff like that is just kind of just you know disheartening because it's just like you feel like you're kind of doing all this for nothing like I've just I've said this before us as black people we are the forefront for trends all of them Fashion, dance, sports, new news, everything—like we are the forefront for what makes this world go round. And to see that we're never given our flowers, we're never given our, you know, deserved coins. Like just everything, we're never given what we, what we truly, honestly deserve in this world. It's just sad. And as a small black creator myself, it kind of just makes it really difficult and or even motivating to continue doing what you do when you feel like there's always going to be some sort of like a hurdle or something kind of stopping you from doing what you do best but you know i'm here to tell those who are listening who are small creators yourself just keep going um and be realistic with yourself in knowing that these things will happen and i hate to say it but like you really just have to push through it It sucks, but you just have to push through and you know, show up the best that you can and just truly be authentic to yourself when it comes to what you do best. And you know, it's just really sad because that's really the name of the game when it comes to being black social media influencer, size content creator is we don't see the same amount of praise or even revenue to speak. it comes to our counterparts like at the beginning of the month we also saw a list that came out of the top earning tiktok influencers and there was no black people on that list i feel like the only reference we have at this point as to who can actually really make money and be that be black and look like us in the industry is jackie Ina, even though she's never really disclosed how much she's really made um she does talk about you know race disparities in the influencing world and she's discussed how you know her journey and how she's came up and rightfully so how she's earned her money is deserved but we need to have more reference points to this industry so i want to end this podcast on a positive note by saying y'all rihanna's pregnant our sister is pregnant y'all like y'all don't understand like where my fenty dolls at Where's the Where's the Navy Where's the Navy gang? Where are y'all at? Stand up! Stand up! Like stand up! Like our sister is really pregnant. Like I'm so happy for her because throughout her career, she, especially when she started inching towards you know her thirties, like that's all you know publications want to interview her about is you know when her kids, when's marriage, blah blah blah. And I know it was super annoying because you know she also discussed in her early you know. Earlier into her career, how she really wanted to eventually get to the point that she's at now where she can have children, have her family, and just be happy with where she's at in life. And to see that she finally, you know, was able to reach that manifestation for herself it's just beautiful to see because I resonate with her so much. I want to be, you know, around her age and feel comfortable with bringing a child into the world and being able to still be my most sexiest self even during pregnancy. Like, do y'all see the looks? Did y'all really think that Robin Rihanna Fenty was going to stop serving us looks because she was pregnant? Y'all are crazy. You don't know her like that. Because if you did, you would know sister was never going to stop serving looks because she had a belly. If anything, the belly was going to be even more of an accessory to her. Um, and yeah, and that's really why I wanted to talk about it. Because um, I feel like Rihanna is bringing forth. Now, she didn't invent the trend to, of course, dress you know, or be um, different in maternity wear, of course. But the fact that she's highlighting that through her first pregnancy is just beautiful to see because I know we're gonna definitely see a lot more women being intentional with what they wear when um, they're pregnant and not feeling like they have to limit themselves to maternity wear. You don't. And Rihanna is giving us the best example as to why. Um, But also I want to say that just because Rihanna is taking the time to do that in her pregnancy does not mean that you have to as well. It's okay to take the time in your pregnancy to really focus on yourself and focus on the health of your child, because let's be honest, that's more important than getting up and getting dressed and looking your best self during your pregnancy. Like it's okay to not feel like you have to. And I really do hope in the same time that this is becoming more frequent that it doesn't also pressure women to feel like they have to make that a standard you know but it's just really cool to see that this is becoming more of a thing and to let women feel more confident in um, the way that their body is changing because they're bringing life into the world so the girls are saying that based off of how rihanna's carrying she might be having a boy But I really do hope she ends up having a girl because of the fact that she's always discussed that in interviews when she talked about, you know, having children and all that and just having that relationship with a daughter. But either way, gender regardless, I just hope she ends up having a healthy and happy pregnancy overall and delivery because that's, you know, that's really just what any woman wants when it comes to, you know, bringing new life into this world is to, you know have an a easy a easy nine months <laughs> but um yeah if robin if you just happen to be listening to the section od podcast i just want to let you know that i love you something terrible and if you want to appoint me auntie let me know because i will be the best nigerian auntie to your future child point blank period so that's the episode guys i really do hope regardless you know how this month kind of looked throughout the media that my black folk that are listening were able to have a good month regardless whether that was through career family or just any other blessings that this world has to offer us I hope that you were able to take away or have one thing that made you feel extremely important in this world Um, because we've already had to deal with a lot historically and generationally so if you enjoyed this episode don't forget to subscribe as well leave a review as i've said before you guys i thoroughly enjoy reading you guys's feedback and any commentary you might have on the podcast and of course don't forget to follow me at section od across all of my social platforms and as always i'll see you guys in the next episode